we said. The Press Box. Well, howdy, and welcome to another edition of the Press Box Podcast. Mike Grace from my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, going to offer you up just a little sample of what you hear each and every weekday on our radio show, The Press Box, heard on great stations around the state and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. Before we get to today's show, a little reminder that if you like what you hear inside The Press Box, we'd love for you to help us out. You can do so by subscribing to this podcast and then maybe telling a friend to do the same. You can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you and your friend find their favorite podcast. Simply search for PressBox Radio 1. That's PressBox Radio and the number one for the PressBox Podcast. Try to offer you just a little snippet of what you hear every day on our radio show. And today you actually get two snippets. We talk a little college football, off-season, yes, but some big news, starting with Coach Nick Saban, who signed a recent contract extension with the Alabama Crimson Tide. And that brought us to today's opening arguments. This is the Press Box Radio Show, and these are the opening arguments. All right, Mr. Stewart, Mr. Byers, present to the court, if you will, an argument for what year will be Nick Saban's last as the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Hold on, I'm getting some loose spit out of my eyeball. The uh, the new deal, new deal takes him through the Tide's 2028 season. That's actually uh, three years on top of the, I think, three or four or five. Anyways, through the 2028 season. So does he does he finish the contract? He is currently 70, or it will be 70 in October, I should say. So he'd be 77 when this contract ends. Gentlemen? Your Honor, I contend that if Nick Saban stays healthy, mm-hmm. seven years would be the duration of that contract. Mm-hmm. An average of just 10 wins per year. Each of those seven wins, or excuse me, each of those seven seasons, which would be the, below the current average in which he's winning <laughs> at the that. moment. Imagine that. Yeah. But if he continues on the pace, just of 10 wins over each of the next seven years, he will have 324 career victories. Well, now surpassing the legendary Paul W. Bear Bryant. Wow. He has already surpassed him in terms of total national championships won mm-hmm. in his career, matching the six that Coach Bryant had at Alabama, but he has the one that none of us in Tuscaloosa claim that <laughs> right. took place in Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah, that one. So were he to get to 324 career wins along with the Lord only knows how many national titles at that exactly. point. Exactly, yeah. How many more? Um, he'll be in an unbelievable spot from a historic standpoint. So that overruled. Would, that would th- 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 theoretically be seven more seasons, so the chance for Honor, seven I more object. championships. Uh, I'm the only one that's going to be objecting in here. Um, but that's fine. Uh, you rest your case now, Mr. Stewart. So, I'm Mr. Mr. Byers, you have a chance to counter, sir. Go right ahead. Your Honor, this barrister is purely speculating, mm-hmm. which is probably going to draw an over uh, an objection. The uh, I, I believe, and this is just an opinion on its surface, one day after hearing about the contract, yeah. is that in 26, there will be an announcement of a coach in waiting, and 26. there will be one last year of the 27 season, the fall. Aha. And he will leave one year early. 
Okay. And the extra year is simply for recruiting because you need that longevity on the end of a contract before the coaching waiting's uh, announced to solidify a class that the coaching waiting can therefore inherit and recruit with and take over. So there's a little bit of overlap, yep. not just in coaching, but on recruiting efforts. And he will not see the end of the 2028 season. Well, I certainly see uh, the, validity, the beginning. validity to both arguments. Uh, but as I have to rule, um, I, I, I'm going to go with Mr. Stewart's argument. What else is Nick Saban going to do? And again, the caveat there was as long as he stays healthy, and we have no reason to believe that he has any health issues. Um, and as we mentioned, he'd be 77 when this contract ends. Jim Beheim, Syracuse head basketball coach, is 77 as we speak. Uh, Joe Paterno coached until he was 84. Now, maybe those last four or five years probably wasn't a good idea. Sorry. And Bowden was 80. Sorry. But there you go. Coach Bowden was 80. So and Bowden I, is your uh, yep, yep, yep. all-time wins leader, by the way, Bowden. So I, I'm going to rule. Paterno had to vacate a year or two, three or four, right? Yeah, he did. Uh, I'm going to rule for Mr. Stewart and believe that uh, Coach Saban does complete the contract through the 2028 season. You made a nice argument there, Mr. Byers, but it's time for you to go sit down, please. There is football news as well. Nick Saban. Uh, In uh, 15 seasons with Bama, six national championships, and he'll be hunting some more with a new three-year contract extension. Take him through the Tide's 2028 season, set to make $8.425 million this coming season. I would be tickled pink with the .425, thank you. Uh, Annual increases, it will take his average salary to more than a $10 million per year over the life of the contract, and he gets a contract completion benefit of $800,000 payable at the end of 22, 23, 24, 25. So stay through this year and we'll bonus you an extra 800 grand. And again, the guy's won three of the last six national titles. He turned 70 in October, but as we mentioned, um, he'd be 77 when this contract ends. Jim Beheim of Syracuse, currently 77. Joe Paterno coached into his 80s. Bobby Bowden coached into his 80s. So no reason to believe as long as his health is good, that Nick Saban will finish the con- the contract and, and go through the 2028 season. Yeah, pop quiz. Pop quiz. Yeah. Uh, the football Division One current active older coaches, two of them. Go. Hmm. Two active. Is, is Snyder back at Kansas State, or did he finally retire for the no, fourth done. time? He is done. done. Okay, so it's not Snyder then. Um, he would wow. have been the winner at 118. But. Yeah, that, that is yeah. – <laughs> That is a great question. I'm 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 drawing a blank. Uh, Frank Solich, yeah, Ohio, 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 yeah, up in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I, nice job, Nebraska. Could have had that. Yeah, still. exactly. Yeah, because he was only <laughs> he was only winning ten games a year. So let's boot him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's uh, Ohio. It's not Ohio. Uh, Ohio. The Bobcats yeah. from the uh, Mac. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Mac Brown. Yeah, God, that makes sense. That's right. Yeah. Mac yeah. is older than Coach Saban. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Two good ones. Two good ones. Well, again, not only the college football news, uh, is it Pete Thamel that writes for Yahoo Sports who is uh, saying that uh, there's at least a couple of uh, options on the drawing board for the college football playoff to expand? This is this is big news, and it's not yet out in the – well, it's in Yahoo Sports, obviously. That's big news, but you're not seeing it quite discussed, but I think it's probably going to balloon today. Uh, Yahoo Sports, Pete Thamel on a potential change to the college football playoff expansion for four teams. And he says that they reached out to a cross-section and tried to determine of the potential ideas and concepts, which one is gaining the most popularity. And they kind of did grassroots. They didn't talk to a group, and they didn't reveal who they talked to necessarily. But he says 
gaining favor over the industry from different stakeholders, being conferences, schools, television, and media, et cetera, is the 12-team playoff. And he says don't be surprised if it's not a 12-team playoff or a late-minute negotiation that takes it to 10, but more than likely, he says, don't be surprised if it's not 12. Uh, Here's what's got to happen, though. The next three weeks are going to be critical to decide on really what to vote on in the fall. But I think by the time it gets to fall, it's really just a matter of going in and letting some ink dry. Uh, Because what they're going to do is the the findings from what happens in the next three to three and a half weeks is going to go to a four-member group. And this four-member group is where uh, I was looking for some input from you guys. I was kind of like, okay, a couple of these make sense. Greg Sankey, SEC. Bob Bowlesby, Big 12, because, you know, they every now and then get a team in that gets stomped first round. Uh, Jack Swarbrick, who is the Notre Dame AD. Yeah, but he just – did he not just take over the Big 10? No, that's uh, – that is a new face. Uh, it's a different guy, I think. Uh, Craig okay. Thompson, Craig Thompson, Mountain West. Hey, Mountain West, just to say you're at the table. But if I guess if we get an at-large, perhaps they factor in San Diego State. Yep. I'm not sure. Uh, but then that goes Sankey, Bowlesby, Swarbrick, Thompson. They huddle up. They kind of pick what they like. Then it goes to a bigger panel that's 11 presidents and chancellors, 10 of those or Power Five, who will consider it. Is LeBron then, next on the list? Do we ask LeBron who he thinks should be in? That's I mean, probably what's going to be pivotal in all this. He was too busy flopping. He Good couldn't. grief. Good grief. Oh. Here, here's, here's what I'm getting at on this, though. The way, the, the way this process is going, if it goes to 12. Uh, re- remember that when these chancellors and presidents, who will obviously be getting input from their ADs, there are three new commissioners as well, and, and Chris alluded to one of them in the uh, the Big Ten. The ACC and the Pac-12 also have new guys. So so how clear are they in their opinion if they're kind of new on the job or they get influenced by others? Uh, here, here's, here's where I'm looking at this. If there's 12 teams, remember there's New Year's six. There's six New Year's Day Bowls or after. Yeah. I, think, I think the format works. you got six New Year's Day Bowls. Here's the other big pivotal piece, I think, to go into 12. Would it reduce the player opt-outs by making the other bowls more relevant? Because if 12 teams are in now, you know, there's something to play for and more eyes on the game. I'm just positing that question to you. You know, here's the the thing that Nick Saban talked about years ago when they were talking about it, when they went to four to begin with and expanded – the more you do this, the more the more bowls you bring into the championship picture, the more you're diminishing the other bowls, was his argument. Yes. Um, and he's right, as he is with overwhelming majority of the things that he says. Um, now, that being said, you're bringing some greater relevance to a few more bowls by bringing them into the playoff picture. I think here's why I like 12, and I like, frankly, I like four 
And on that bowl thing, though, and I'll, I'll only take a second, is there's always been the goal of making a New Year's Six. So it's almost like pre-New Year's Eve is one thing, post-New Year's Eve is another thing. And so the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl in Montgomery is never going to be a player or have play, a group of teams in it that were actually going to be a 12-team play, playoff member unless they're an at-large and you get a Coastal Carolina that, that climbs the rankings in kind of a Cinderella. Right. No, you're right. Um it is, I think, something that they'll be able to do that rewards your top four teams. Yeah. And most years, one and two are clear-cut, and so, too, most years is number three. Four or five is the debatable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. part. Um, and then... And so if you're making 5 through 12 play in the first round and giving 1 through 4 a bye into to the next round, I see that you're getting your, your larger number of games. Man, there is a physical toll. And I know you can yeah, say, yeah. all right, well, they do it at 1AA, they do it at Division two, Okay. But you're, you're, I'm just saying you're putting quite the toll in the stretch now. Are they making – are they going to make a ton of money? Yeah, oh, they yeah. are. And, we yeah. Know and ESPN has out. first rights of negotiation. Of course, of they course. do. And they'll they'll uh, they'll make that work, and there'll be big paydays. And we're going to wind up with some bowls ultimately dying off, yeah. mm-hmm. which ESPN owns. They'll they'll cut those. I don't know. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I am a fan of four, and I know there are those who go. Well, of course you are, Chris. You you yeah, work for Alabama, yeah. and yeah. that's worked out really well. But here's how I would. Here's I don't disagree with that at all. But I will come back with this. If you think that expanding it to twelve is going to make Alabama is going to neutralize Alabama, you've lost your mind. <laughs> all that's opening up is. The opportunity, if they lose one or two in the regular season or leading up to a playoff scenario, it's giving them more of a safety valve to get back in it where Good in point. a three-game scenario, Nick Saban's yeah. still going to be better than anybody he's lining up against. Well, let me make this point. How many? How often in the last, since we've been on the four-team playoff, how often has one, if not both, of the semifinals been blowouts, been lopsided? Often. 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 And so I've been sitting here hurting my brain trying to figure out how this bracket, a 12-team bracket, would work. Okay, so the top four get a bye. And the opening round, five plays 12, 6, 11, 7, 10, 8, 9. And then those winners advance to take on the top four seeds. So you're technically adding two rounds. Um, and I, I don't know. Let's. Uh, I'm, uh, do you really think these games are going to be any more competitive than what we've got now? No, but here's the thing. It's all about opportunity is what the is what the argument's going to be from the schools that are outside the SEC and down the line or whatever. All that, what it's really an opportunity for is to get some of the money that's made by the schools that have the best teams that get into the playoff each year. Shocking, isn't it? The uh, college football playoff comes down to money. Yeah, that is, that is what it is about. 
Hey, thanks so much for joining us for this edition of the Press Box Podcast. Reminder, you can hear us weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama. Just search PressBoxRadio.com and go there. Find the affiliates page to find the station nearest you. The episodes page to hear the show on demand or simply press the listen button and you can hear the Press Box anytime 24-7. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Myers, Mike Gray saying so long for now inside the Press Box.